We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Uh, hello, and thank you for listening. Well, hi there, to, Sean. To, how are you today? Oh, oh hi. Thank you for listening oh, to Two Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast Oh, hi, Mark, that explores <laughs> the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. <laughs> Make sure I got it all the way out before I... Uh, the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 247, and today we're talking about The Highwaymen. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew Wiretaps Jimison. That's what they called me in middle school when I kept asking what... Held up the girls' bras. Mm, wiretap. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I was the perverted, perverted little kid. Mm. Still, <laughs> not much has changed. I, I guess. Were so, uh, Sam. I must admit something here. So Uh-oh. when when I watched this movie, uh, there's a moment in the movie that that struck me as funny. So I put it immediately as your middle name. Now, oh, okay. that was about five days ago when we watched this movie because we were supposed to do this show significantly earlier than what we're doing it now, but things change and it's fine, not a problem. It's just yep. I don't know what your middle name means anymore. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll one of you will go, oh, yeah, that's the thing where they do the thing. So let, let's, let's yeah. hope that it'll strike a memory because I legit don't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, Sam, you will remember to wash your shoes Vector. Oh. I don't remember. Now I'm trying to remember what part of the movie that is. I'm I'm sorry, can you say it again? Sam, you you will remember to wash your shoes, Vector. Does someone step in like in poop or something? I don't know. Was it when he was with his wife? Did she tell him that? No, no, it was... No? No, because it was... I, I did your second because after Woody Harrelson said the word wiretaps for like the fifth time, I was like, well, that's gotta be Andrew's. But yeah. like someone steps in something, I, I legit can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. Well, I, I will say, Sean, that I've been I've been sitting on the side of the road here in a in a hidden cover in a blind for about eight days now. Yeah, um, hoping you're going to stop to help this guy uh, change his tire, but uh, nevertheless, you just haven't driven by yet. Oh. I thought you were. Gonna, I guess I should. I should. I should move it a little closer to where you live. But I, I, I thought you were going to say. But you're. You're such an asshole. You keep just driving by. 
I'm like, I've called the police on that guy six times, but he that too. He, he's, he's still out there. Uh, oh man, that's funny. Hey guys, it's good seeing you guys. Yeah, it is good. It's been a while. It, just, it feels that way. Um, so this is, yeah. uh, like I said, episode 247, The Highwaymen. Uh, so this is a uh, Kevin Costner, oh. Woody Harrelson movie. Wait, Bert, it's Burt Reynolds, isn't he? Bringing some uh, liquor from Texas to uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, is that a, is that a movie no. called The Highwayman too? Oh my god! I don't know. My cat just scared me. Sorry. Hi. <laughs> no, that's the one where his car talks. No. Well, there's that's the. the he's a big rig, right? It's uh, you know the. Uh, the oh, the song. with Sally Jesse Raphael. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so confused. Long way to go in a short time to get there. For some reason, I got convoy stuck in my head. Convoy, better do. That's not either. Apparently, there's something last year that came out called Penguin Highway. That's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, Smokey and the Bandit. I think that's what I was going. Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. Um, I was close. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson, Kathy Bates, you heard in the opening clip. Um, yeah. She broke his ankles in this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, this... Is she also nude in a hot tub in this one? Mm. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, jeez. What, now, what, what was that one from? Which one? I cannot. The uh, nude Kathy Bates. I don't know. There's a nude Kathy Bates? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, uh, and it wasn't when she was young. I need to Google yeah. it. I think I had it on my wall in my dorm. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kathy Bates. Need to let nude, nude scenes. Oof. Um, Wait, did you just Google that? You get there. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I know. Dude. I, I, I want to know what the movie's from. Is Sarah still in the room? No. Oh, it was okay. for uh, About Schmidt. About Schmidt. Okay, yeah. that sounds right. She did this. Well, was, she did it at the age of forty. So I mean, it's I mean, it was seventeen years ago now, but still, yeah, good for her. Um, yeah. Anyway, body uh, positive. I'm all about that. Yeah, I do, Ladies, do your thing. Yeah. Body positive. Yeah, do your thing. Um, yep. So when this movie uh, was first, uh, they started showing commercials for it on regular TV that this was a Netflix movie, but it was also going to have a um, a, a, a short theatrical release, I thought, ooh, this this is right up my alley. I like this stuff. Um, oh, my gosh, cat. <laughs> Just freaking jump up on the desk here. <laughs> that is a cat anus. Oh, my god. Yes, that was. <laughs> that was a Death Star circle right there. Oh, man. Could you imagine, like, the, the amount of carnage she could unleash on the desk right now between the all my sound equipment, laptop, and the glass of juice that I have sitting up here? Oh, she, she's ruined my day. Um, anyway, so I, as soon as this came out, I was like, ooh, I, I really want to see this because I like grizzled old Kevin Costner and I like Woody Harrelson. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Prohibition era movie. Well, I'm, I'm all in for that. And yep. every, everything about this that I liked, and I have to admit, I really learned something. I didn't really know the Bonnie and Clyde story. You know, yeah, that was, I was, uh, yeah. Other than thing. other than the romanticized Bonnie and Clyde part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I was the same over here, and, and Kimberly kept asking me, "Are they? Why are they going after them? They didn't do anything." I'm like, "Um, 
I know you came in halfway through this movie, but uh, <laughs> they're not good people. Yeah. Um, and I asked uh, my wife, and I saw my in-laws this weekend, too. I asked them the same question. Like, what is your like opinion? What is your kind of worldview of the Bonnie and Clyde? And basically, they were like, well, they were bank robbers. And, I mean, they weren't good people. They weren't. They weren't like Robin Hood, but like they weren't really all that bad. And I'm like, mm. yeah, that ain't right. They killed like 38 people in in, in a couple <laughs> of years or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. I said, yeah, it's it's, it's brutal. Um, so so before we get much farther, uh, Andrew, if you'll give us the read on the movie The Highway Men. The Highwaymen follows the untold true story of the legendary detectives who brought down Bonnie and Clyde. When the full force of the FBI and the latest forensic technology aren't enough to capture the nation's most notorious criminals, two former Texas Rangers must rely on their gut instincts and old-school skills to get the job done. See, even that read is wrong because the FBI yeah. hadn't been formed yet. But yeah. That's fine. Little, yep. little, little anachronistic there, um, which is it good because in this movie they never refer to the agents as Federal Bureau of Investigation. They always right. just call, call them G-men or, or, or you know, just the government agents. They never call them FBI because mm-hmm. the FBI technically hadn't been informed, had not been and formed yet. oddly enough, that is written by Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, the the IMDb one is a little shorter, but it's fine. Um, Excuse me, but yeah, this movie I I like this movie. I'll be honest with you, I liked it. Yeah, I, I was. It, it's, yeah, there are some movies that you you know, being like a history buff, there are some movies you watch like you know Gladiator or uh, Titanic or some some things that spark your interest of I want to know more about this. Mm-hmm. This is one of those movies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I want to. I kind of want to read more about them and. And like why they did what they did and how they got away yeah. with it. And... I'm kind of middle of the ground, tell you the truth. Okay. After after this one. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I had a hard time understanding Kevin Costner sometimes hmm. because he was so grizzled. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I think the, the movie itself is interesting. It kept me watching the entire time, right? I never stopped to do something else or – or was really, you know, into a computer elsewhere. I was watching the movie, but it was it was a long sit, um, and sometimes it felt like we were kind of doing what they were doing and just kind of sitting and watching. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they brought up the ideas of basically killing, uh, a f- not a few too many times, but they didn't really hammer at home in terms of what they were trying to say, right? You know, because it was all about how they were trying to understand why they were killing, I guess, um, in terms of not just the the Indian story that they talked to. I guess that was an Indian story, right? Uh, Mexicans, that, yeah. Or Mexicans, yeah. Um, but then again, you know, in terms of being basically told to just go out and kill them, um, you know, Woody Harrelson had one idea where where uh, uh, Kevin Costner had had another. You know, Kevin Costner sounded like he would just go in, blam blam, have it done. Where Woody was going to have a trouble with it, and then you bring in the the young guy who was 
nervous, right? Who was never killed before, never done anything like that before. It's just the theme in terms of to kill or not to kill never really got fully fleshed out to me. Hmm. Uh, I I thought uh, kind of the opposite of that. I thought it was it was actually fairly clear um, in the movie. I mean, it was the the beginning of the movie. The when the 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 dude who I can't remember his his real name or even his character name, John Carroll Lynch. He was Lee Simmons. Um, he was the guy that Kathy Bates told. All right, you get a, you get a say in this because it was his prisons, I guess. He said to Kevin, he was like, "We just want you to hunt these guys down." And you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna end them, because they knew if you put them in jail, they're just gonna be celebrities, right? And then yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Well, and, and I see that. What I'm talking about is the individual crisis about killing. Well, Woody Harrelson obviously he didn't have a problem killing, right? Because he was part of that that Mexican raid too. Where, but he he mentioned a few times that he it's eating at him, that it's it's like a ghost or it's it's. There's been, there was a few scenes where he was talking about how it changes you. Yeah, well, he did, he he has said that, and he knew that, and and yeah. that was one of the reasons why they told that kid, deputy, you sit this one out, not just because he's a kid and he hasn't killed yet, but also because he knew them. He yeah. he knew them on a personal relationship, so they didn't want him basically to be maybe go down the way that they went. You know, maybe this kid can still be a law enforcement agent without having to be what we are. But yeah. but but they are they are a dying breed, literally a dying breed. But they they looked at their job as a thing that needed to be done. We are there are mm-hmm. men like us because sometimes the killing needs done. And and that's why they went to them instead of you know, FBI guys or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was telling Kimberly too during this um you know, the reason why they kept escaping is basically because the police following the rules of what the police have to follow, including just carrying handguns, um, was not cutting it. You know, it's, it was, they were, they were not able to fight somebody like Bonnie and Clyde with the rules they had to follow. And, and there was no unifying system. I don't even yeah. mean like federal system. I mean like a police system. There was no unifying police system. Each police department was its own castle, and they had yeah, their own little. So by by roaming around and going from state to state, town to town, yeah, there was there they was, never yeah they coalesced were, into a group against them exactly because they would always be like by the time they got there, you know, then the police were like, oh, they're here now. Let's go into action. Whereas. You know, like nowadays, it would be, hey, these bank robbers just left our town heading to your town, heads up. And yeah. so, like, hey, okay, we can set up roadblocks coming into our town, things like that, which they just didn't do that back then because, again, they didn't have the the, 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 the ability to do, though. Plus, the, the, the newly formed, uh, not interstate system, we didn't have that yet until Eisenhower, but a lot of these new highways that they were building across the country as a way to kickstart the economy, which clearly it you know, mm-hmm. took a while to work, but um, you, know, you got all these new roads and these new fast cars. I mean, these guys were driving... I mean, these are the guys that did you know, for, you know, what moonshiners would eventually do, is have these really fast cars that could just outrun the police. Yeah. Um, and that was part, part of the reason why Costner 
had to use his own car because it was a powerful, fast car. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I one of the things that really fascinated uh, me in this movie too was just, you know, you hear about Bonnie and Clyde and what they did, but you don't realize the time in which they did it. And I didn't realize it was during the Depression and when when there were tons of uh, families uprooted, moving across the country. There was a lot of movement. There was a lot of people in and out. Um, it was a very uh, um, hand-to-mouth existence for a lot of people. Therefore, of course, it would be easier to hide in a group like that or, mm-hmm. or uh, move around with a, kind of a group like that and really become the hero because these people, these folks are poor, and who are they blaming? Mm-hmm. The banks. Right? They're yeah. blaming the banks. Yeah. And really, it was the banks' <clears throat> fault back then. But you know, they're not listening to the the tale about the the cash the cashier who got shot in the face and you know for a tank of gas and four dollars. Yeah. They hear that these banks are being held up, and they think you know, of course they're gonna they're gonna uh, hero worship these folks. Yeah. And they did. So they really yeah. did. It was. I did not realize how much, though. My yeah. gosh, seeing the the historical pictures at the end. Yeah. yeah. I thought maybe it was just they were, you know, they were glamifying this or something. But by God, they were reacting. Yeah. You know, and, it's, and it's, seeing how many people were at their funeral. I mean, God was darn. Yeah, and those and those crazy. numbers those numbers are real too. Um, yeah. yeah. I was able to fact check that to the movie. Because you guys know how sometimes I like to do that, literally just in case someone says, I'm not sure that's real. I was like, yeah, no, I fact-checked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, 20,000 people showed up for Bonnie's funeral. Um, her, the way she wore, wore clothes became a fashion statement. I mean, they were, they were heroes. It was, yep. and it was very strange how we in America, we, we haven't done it recently, but we... We kind of hero worship villains for some reason. Um, I mean, well, but goodness gracious, look at some of these TV shows that, um, for, well, uh, Hannibal Lecter, for God's sake. Yeah. Right? How many times have we been like, oh, that's a, you know, a cool move? Or, you know, we've got our anti heroes that, that are part yeah. of our society. Yeah. yeah Dexter, well, I mean, there, yeah. Are, yeah. there are people that, and I, I won't say these people are completely stable, but there are people that, you know, think Ted Bundy is, you know, there are people that, Maybe. Yeah, I'm not talking about them. You know, yeah. <laughs> I know there are still people that 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 are really sad that Charles Manson died in prison. Like I know yeah. there are some people like that. I'm not talking about them. I'm not talking about the the the, the dudes that and the ladies that worship uh, these people that go up and shoot places. You know, I'm yeah. not I'm talking about the masses. These were not yeah. fringe people. This was the normal populace who were there to witness, yeah. I mean, when they were towing the car into town, people were reaching in just trying to rip a piece of clothing off of these dead bodies so that they can have a, a part of them. I mean, that's that's yeah. what that's what the Beatles did in the '60s. You know, yeah. like it's 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 it, it's kind of incredible. Uh, I mean, you look back at like the Jesse James and um, you know these these other outlaws. I mean, and I don't know much about Jesse James other than that dumb movie. That that paints him as is all but a hero. Um, it'd be it'd be interesting to see. Has this you know? Has this happened as far as a society since then, since Bonnie and Clyde? Well, that's what I was trying to think. I was I was sitting here trying to think of when, when the last criminal, you know, like this was, you know, were you know, 
taken in by the masses? Prob- I don't know. I mean, it might not be simply because we've gotten better at telling more of the story. More of the story. Yeah. <clears throat> and maybe that's it. Maybe the news now puts it out there a little better than they did back then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and, and again, also, the world isn't broken like it was then. I mean, the world was broken. And, True. And, and people were trying to latch on to anything. I mean... If, if in 2008, I mean, I remember in 2008 when the world broke for the second time, you know, I, I do remember there was a rash of bank robberies. And I mean, I was, I was a pizza delivery driver during that time and banks had to change the way they did security because of that time. And, but there wasn't sprees like this where people were like, yeah, stick it to the man because Honestly, by, by 2009, we still didn't know who to blame. You know what I'm saying? For that. You know, we were, was it President Bush's fault? Was it, was it the banks? Was it, like, we didn't know yet, quite, quite as, a, as a people, I think. Um, obviously, there was a lot of smart people that did know, but I think for the most part, people didn't know yet who to blame. So it's not like there was someone to stick it to. Whereas in this case, this is 1934. Depression's been on for about five years. Mm-hmm. You know, we all, they knew who to blame at that point. Yeah. So, um, I like this movie though. I did. I was enthralled. Uh, this is one of the few movies and I told, I think Sam, I think I told you ahead of time. Uh, cause I think I watched it before you did. I said, it's a slow burn. Um, and it is that there's, it's, yeah. a, it's a slow burn. You You know what caught me about this? You know how we, I think we just lost Sam. Um, you know how we oh. Uh, oh, we talk can't. about, oh, there we go. Uh, I, was, we uh, about, I was starting to get angry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. 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 I was like, damn it, Sean, let me talk. <laughs> oh, did your controller batteries die again? Yeah, they died. But then, the, of course, <laughs> I was on, but it wouldn't, the, the, apparently the mic wasn't working. Um. I was trying to say, what about that guy in the North Carolina mountains that people were helping out? Oh, yeah. Uh, Can't remember his name. Eric Rudolph. Rudolph. He kind of yeah, turned into a know. little bit of a folk hero. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe. More, more local. Yeah. 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 Um, and, so. and, and there are people that still applaud, and I can't remember his name. Was it not David Koresh? Who was the, um, who was the bomber that bombed all the um, abortion? Luna Bomber? It's a Unabomber, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Unabomber. No. Whoever the guy that did that, I can't remember right now. Yeah. People thought that, yeah, I mean, he's doing God's work. So, I mean, yeah. Um, but, again, I don't I don't consider that part of the masses. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know you no. were gone until Andrew's like, yeah, he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what I was going to say was, you know how we've seen some movies where uh, we don't see – like for instance, the monster. We don't see a monster at, at all, or or you know, we don't see the villain. I really like how in this one we don't see their faces clearly until nearly the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you kind of see what they saw, which almost was like a baby face. Yeah, to yeah. these two people. Yeah, right. And because when I saw them, I said, "Holy crap, they're young." And I think Kimberly mentioned too. You know, they're tiny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he um, so. the, and the director did that. That was an intentional thing. Um, oh, that was that okay. was very intentional because he didn't want 
you know how some movies are about the villain, right? Like, let's just be honest. Dark Knight is great because of the villain. Yeah. Um, uh, Infinity War is a great movie because of Thanos, because of the villain. And there's lots and lots of other non-comic book examples of this. Um, uh, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Uh, Cape Fear. Not Cape Fear. Uh, Primal Fear. It's the one with Ed Norton. Um, like there, uh, and there's other examples of, of the movie is made because of the bad guy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They did not want the bad guys in this movie. Even in the movie, they wanted to make sure that you knew as the viewer, these are bad people and that we're going to focus solely on these two guys. Now, if you want to believe them or not to be heroes, is that's up for you to decide. Um, but they were tasked with the job of ending essentially an, an, an evil in the world. I mean, let's just call it what it was. I mean, they, they robbed banks, but they shot cops in the face. Yeah. And, and they didn't need to. And, the, and you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, That's what makes them worse, is there was yeah. no reason for it. Yeah, the people were down. They didn't need to finish them off. Yeah. So, um, so I was reading trivia, and I don't want to get too much into the trivia right now, but there was something that really interested me about the trivia and the history of the time. Yeah. So the, the one interesting character that we don't get enough of, and again, the movie's two hours and 12 minutes, so it's not a short movie. Mm-mm. Um, and I don't know if there's anything I would cut to add this in. I didn't feel like it was that long. But wow. I wanted more of Ma Ferguson, the Kathy Bates <laughs> character. Yeah. And, and yeah, she uh, for a second there, I thought she was going to be the hopping man, by the way. Mm, sure. Um, we didn't really have anyone in that movie, in this movie like that. Not really. Um, Not really. Yeah. So even the redheaded kid that, uh, yeah, brand. yeah, yeah maybe Porky. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the pig. Yeah, oh the sheet. Yeah, yeah. We oh, don't. We don't. Pig. Yeah, the hopping hop, pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we assume that he 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 doesn't get eaten by uh, his wife. Um, <laughs> so Kathy Bates portrayal. I'm going to read this is trip for the trivia. I'm going to read this, but this this is just this is super interesting to me. Kathy Bates portrayal of Miram. Ma Ferguson was the first female governor of Texas. Ferguson's husband had previously been governor of Texas, but was impeached and convicted on embezzlement charges. Ma ran as a puppet candidate, making it clear her husband would be calling the shots, and she was every bit as corrupt as her husband. She was defeated after her first term, but was elected again six years later. At that point, about 40 of the Texas Rangers resigned Instead of serving for a corrupt governor, Ferguson then fired the rest of the remaining. The cat jumped up there. <laughs> so they they hinted that in the movie, right? That the Rangers are gone because she got rid of them. Yeah. I didn't know it's because she was corrupt and they wouldn't work for her. That's, that's interesting. That's super interesting to me. I want to know more because about because that. the reasoning in the movie they say that you know or they say that you know the the Rangers have. You know, they had no jurist—not no jurisdiction. They they had no one overseeing them or something like yeah, that. They, yeah, they were they were the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, they just ran around shooting up people, and they you're right. They had no oversight, um, and that's why they had to call them highwaymen, in the in to give them a, a quote unquote badge. Yeah. So 
yeah, it. Uh, I just I thought that part was really interesting. I was like, oh, I want to know more about that. Um, so anyway, the director John Lee Hancock. Um, we have seen well. We haven't seen any of his other movies. Uh, I really want to do so. His first movie uh, was The Rookie, which is the Dennis Quaid baseball player rookie. Oh, okay. and then he did yep, where he's like old. Yeah, exactly. And then he did The Alamo, which is the one with um, Billy Bob Thornton, which I really like and I want to do for the show. I just it's never streaming. And yeah, we'll then, have to fight over that one. I didn't like it when I saw it see, last. Yeah, and I and I really do like it. So yeah, that'd yeah. be that'd be a fun argument to have between the two of us. Um, yeah. Because you're wrong. Um, <laughs> then, he, then he waits a couple years and does The Blind Side, which got um, Sandra oh, Bullock wow. uh, an Oscar. What? How? Now, no offense. What crazy different movies can there be? Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You go from a baseball, you know, a kind of a single story about one person. Then you go to an ensemble war movie. Yeah. And then you go to the Blind Side, which is more of a feel-good football movie. Yeah, yeah. And then, and he then goes, he's got this one. Then, well, hang on. Then he goes to Saving Mr. Banks, the, the okay. movie about Mr. Disney. And then he does the movie we have we have done before, The Founder, the McDonald's movie. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So and then the Highwayman. I, he's got a pretty good resume. He does have a good I mean, not, resume. Not like stellar, stellar, but it's a good resume. Yeah, like, Solid, like none yeah. of them are bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like yeah. you have the guy that has all oh, this guy. He directed um, the, the the greatest movie ever, but then he also directed Battlefield Earth. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing like that. all these movies are, uh, yeah, decent. Yeah, yeah. Again, the Alamo's not streaming. It's it's only on on Max Go. So anyway, whatever. It'll get there one day. When's it streaming? <laughs> I like that movie a lot. I really do. It's great. And I like Billy Bob. I don't really like Billy Bob Thornton in most movies, but I like him in that movie. I think he's good. Um. Anyway, um, I don't know what else to say about. Oh, okay. Remember when we were watching Terminator, and he goes into the to the to the pawn shop and buys an Uzi, and I'm like, holy <laughs> crap, guys. So. The 1930s weren't that much better. He goes in and no. buys literally military-grade weapons. Those were weapons, the BAR, Browning Automatic Rifle. That's what, when you had a, a squad, right, in your squad, you had one dude that usually carried that weapon because it was, you know, it's a 30-06. It's a 20-round automatic 30-06 gun. Holy crap. And then he's like, <laughs> let me get two Thompsons. And he goes, you want the stick magazine or the drum? I'll get six sticks and... Two drums. <laughs> it's just—it's crazy how much he was able to buy. Well, and and not only that, you know, he cleaned them out. The yeah. shelves were bare. Yeah, you know, it was—it was awesome. Yeah, I—I am—I'm not that big of a gun guy. I do like to enjoy, and I enjoy shooting. But I—I I smiled in that scene. Yeah. Just he just kept going and going and going and knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he had them in the, in the magazine, he had them circled, and then he just, and then when he was like, all right, I'll take them, he goes, well, which one? He goes, all of them. All of them. I mean, that guy's like, man, that just, that just made his year. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that story uh-huh. was like, Especially during the Depression, for God's sake. Yeah. yeah. He was like, hey, son, we're closing up for the week. We're good. Um, and in, in the trivia, I read it, uh, he kept all those weapons after that. He kept them all. 
<laughs> Good for him. Yeah, whatever. You know, do your thing. That's cool. Um, I, I've actually gone through all my notes because I only took like four. Wow. Um, love the old cars. He has the best wife ever. And I, I put that after she said I made some sandwiches and the, they're in the icebox. I'm like, <laughs> that's a cool wife. And supposedly yeah. the wife has a background too. Um, the, the, the wife and him, they actually have a pretty interesting little, uh, it's not a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like side note or something. I don't know. It's just, they had some issues. I'm trying to find really? it. Really? Yeah. Like, so in 1917, um, uh, Hammer married Gladys. Sims, the widow of mm-hmm. Ed Sims of Snyder, Texas. Gladys and her brother Johnson were charged in 1916 with having murdered her husband, Sims, that year. In the fall of 17, the trial of her brother was moved to Baird, Texas. On October 1, 17, Hammer and Gladys, her brother Gus, his brother Gus, sorry, Gus Hammer, her brother Johnson and his wife were all on their way to Baird and stopped at a garage in Sweetwater to get gas. By chance, they encountered Gus McKean's of Odessa. I like how they keep telling us what town they're from, like that matters. A brother-in-law of late Ed Sims at the garage. The Hammers and the McKean's got into a pistol battle. McKean's was a former Texas Ranger and Sheriff of Ector County. Hammer and McKean's were clinched, whatever that means, and the latter died of a gunshot to the heart. Hammer was wounded. Ten shots were fired in the gunfight. The police collected a total of seven revolvers, two automatic pistols, three repeating rifles from the members of the two parties. McKean's was survived by his wife, an 11-year-old son, and three brothers. So, Hammer, I mean, Kevin Costner, Hammer, he shot and killed a sheriff and former ranger, and it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's, there's a pass there. Um, and it makes you kind of wonder how she, if she got all that money because of her husband. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, it, and then, it, and then the, 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 like the PS to that, Gladys was cleared of the murder charge. Mm. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of weirdness happening back then. So, anyway, um, anything else you guys want to talk about? No. I liked it. It was, I mean, it, it was decent. There was good, good historical lesson, especially if you, uh, if you're sitting here thinking Bonnie and Clyde were good people. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that was, that's the big, that's kind of the big thing you need to take away from this is that, 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 that they were not, they were not uh, Robin Hood. No. Um, Which I think I mentioned last week. I actually watched Robin Hood, right? The new yeah. one with, um, yeah, yeah, Jamie Fox. Yeah, I actually liked it. I mean, yeah. it's dumb, but I liked it. Um, anyway, I, I I did like how Woody Harrelson. I think I thought he and Kevin Costner had a great chemistry. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Woody Harrelson. I, I like him in most everything that he's ever done. Um, but in this one, I just you sometimes when people play an older person. They don't really pull it off. But for some reason, I bought it like hook, line, and sinker. I felt like he was decrepit and just like, you know, <laughs> One step out of shape, grave. completely out of shape. 
you know. Yeah. Uh, I thought he did a great job. Yeah, I did too. I yeah, I really liked. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, I think most of my dialogue that I captured is actually Woody Harrelson talking. I mean, he. I well, mean, he's the talker for goodness' sake. The yes, other guy was not a talker. That's correct. He did talk the most, and obviously he had all of the the jokes. I mean, Kevin Costner doesn't have any any humor. I mean, he is a humorless curmudgeon. But I liked his character because he, for the lack of a better phrase, he felt hard. Like, it yeah. really mattered to him that, that people shouldn't idolize them. I mean, he beat up that gas yeah. station attendant because, because he, he, worship, he hero-worshipped them. And he beat yep. him up a little bit, and then he told him what they did. And, and, he, and he, he told him, like, this is what they are. And he said, they... They killed a guy who had a wife and two kids at home, and she rolled him over with her foot and shot him in the face. Yeah. Like, that's who they are. Uh-huh. And, and finally, that, that was enough. That story was enough to make that attendant kind of help them. But, and then, of course, Woody Harrelson has to have a, a funny line after that. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the movie's just got it's just great dialogue. It really is. I mean, when you have a movie, there's there's when there's as little action in it as this movie, you have to have good dialogue, and it's it really is really good. I mean, the the conversation Costner has with William Sadler was really, you know, the guy's uh, Bonnie uh, Clyde's father. I just thought it was really poignant and just excellent. I really just thought it was really great writing. So, and by the way, William Sadler is our Star Trek connection for the episode. Anyway, you ready for some clippy clips? Let's do it. All right, here we go. I captured. Nope, Sam's gone. <laughs> he has to remember to keep pushing. You, you got to keep messing with your controller at some point, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. By the way, yeah. Opie, yeah. my new nickname for you is going to be Poncho. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> that sound okay? No, I'd, I'd, I'd rather you use the one that you just used. But <laughs> you, you called me by my nickname to tell me that you're going to give me a new nickname. I think there's... Yeah, there's oh, yeah. There's or Popey. Pochi? Pochi. There was a restaurant right, that we went to a lot when I was growing up called Poncho's, and so it makes me think of Mexican food. Mm. Mm. Oh, Dude, let's so, all meet in, in somewhere between the three of us and get some Mexican. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Right now. I'm on spring break. Yeah. I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm on spring break. <laughs> You're on foot break. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Because you broke your foot. All right. Are you ready for this? Here we go. Um, uh, so clips one, two, and three are actually all part of the same conversation because I love the whole conversation. I love the whole bit, but it. I didn't basically want to capture two and a half minutes of dialogue, so I just clapped, captured little blurbs from it. So here you go. Uh, here's the first one. As you know, it was me. Between the suit and the car, I thought you was the bank till I saw how poorly you drove. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love his accent, too. Uh, 85, this, was, this one's titled. Yeah. Came all the way up to the house. What changed your mind? I don't know, maybe seeing you move like you're 85. Well, it's honest. Maybe a little too honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this is the only thing that, that Kevin Costner said that's remotely funny. Ah, oh, Judas Priest, get in. But no singing. <laughs> no singing. <laughs> oh, I was watching this movie, and I think my wife was in and out, and she said, this movie kind of reminds me a little bit of Road to Perdition. And I'm like, yes. There you go. That's you go. what this is. Oh. That's actually pretty close to this. And I love that movie, too. I really do. Uh-huh. Same era. I mean, the only difference is, is that Tom Hanks is the bank robber, but he doesn't kill anyone. His only point is to rob the money from Capone. That's all he's doing. And so that they'll give up Daniel Craig. Bet you didn't know he was in that movie. And somebody yeah, Harry Potter. Not Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Craig, James Bond. Sorry. They're all the same. They all look the same. Yeah, British people? Yeah, let's not alienate the the two or three that listen to the show. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to piss them off. Uh, Okay, so that was that bit. All right, here's uh, a fun line from uh, um, somebody. How's the view from up there, Mr. Hoover? You high-flying sissy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, I mentioned this one earlier. Gas prices these days got everybody riled. <laughs> I like that. And honestly, one of my favorite moments of the movie is when uh, uh, they never explain why P- Harrelson's constantly peeing. Maybe he's got prostate issues. I don't know. But he's constantly peeing in this movie. I've never seen so much pee in a, in a movie ever. Well, um, a league of their own. Yes, but that's one scene <laughs> that he pees for like a minute and a for half. For seven minutes. Yeah. But like, and yes, there's peeing in Goonies too, but I don't know. That's the only other scene I can think of. I remember where people are peeing. But he pees a lot in this movie. I mean, the peeing yeah. leads to moments. Like, it's a plot device. Yeah, two <laughs> moments, right? He gets attacked in the in the bathroom, which is my favorite scene in the movie. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, then he actually sees Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, and has a shot, but then too many people show up. Uh, yeah. So here's a little moment from the scene in the bathroom. It's a real mess. You get it point blank, but I'm happy to do it for you. Not a nerve you got trying to rob a fella while he's having himself a pleasant relief. Get shoved in that stall. I've never heard it referred to as a pleasant relief, but that's now what I I'm going to... I'm going to say that from now on. Oh, excuse me, I need to go have a pleasant relief. Dude, he totally took <laughs> took them down. I mean, just like... I didn't know what to expect. I thought the Woody Harrelson character... Because I don't know any of the history behind it. I thought he was dead. I thought that was... I thought he was in for it there. Or at least really harmed very, very much in that scene. I, I figured kind of what happened was going to happen, but I thought it was in a di- way different way. You yeah. know, like I didn't, I didn't expect him to kind of beat up the guy and then like shove, because that noise you hear in the window is he's got this guy <laughs> with his foot on his neck in the toilet. I mean, he's in, yeah. he's in the, tur- he's in the toilet and then he flushes him <laughs> in a bar. Uh, so, um, and then he gets out, and the Costner's like, what took you so long? He's like, I, you know, I was in the bathroom or something like that. Ran, ran into an issue in the bathroom or something like that. I don't remember what he says. But um, I don't know. I, when he turns around, and he's like, that's what it was, Sam. You will remember to wash your shoes. He pees on his shoes. Oh, that's there right. you go. That's the yeah. moment. Oh, <laughs> I remember that now. 
That's the moment. Because he literally, he says, he, he, says you, he says something. I can't remember. And he's like, you're going to have to wash your shoes. And he turns around and pees on his shoes. And that's when he punches him and then pulls the gun and does the thing. So, anyway, there you go. Hey, your, male, your middle name makes sense now. Because <laughs> I was trying to tie it. Took it took a while. Well, my, but my joke was to tie it into Jurassic Park. The whole, you will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything. Like, that was... That was my intention. No, See, I'm, pile of shit. I'm I'm trying to help you, Sam, by c- making your connection to Jurassic Park. Help I'm, me help you. I'm, yes, en- I'm I, enabling I you, that. which is not, not good. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Pleasant relief. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't mean to hit that. Um, what did you do it for you? Out of nerve you got trying to rob a fella while he's having himself a pleasant relief. There you go. I kind of want to capture <laughs> that out. And now for some more bad news. Ready? All right, so more trivia. Uh, when Texas Ranger Frank Hammer, which is still a cool name, by the way, was earlier portrayed by Denver Pyle in Bonnie and Clyde, 1967, he was... It's char- like the same guy who does Gomer? I think so. Gomer Pyle? I think so. I seriously do. Um, I think that was his name. I'm looking him up. Uh, right? No. Oh. Uh, yes. Man, that would have been... No. Yes? He was in the Andy yes. Griffith Show as Briscoe Darling. Oh, never mind. Um, but he played Frank Hammer. Oh, my gosh. He was the old gambler, gambler on Riverboat in the movie Maverick. Nice. Yeah, okay. Uh, he died in a long time ago, uh, in 1997. Anyway, um, so no, not, not Gilmer Pyle. Anyway, so he played, portrayed Denver Pyle in Bonnie and Clyde in 1967. He was characterized as an incompetent fool, prompting his widow, Gladys, actual hammer, uh, his, his widow Gladys, to sue Warner Brothers for defamation of his character. Ooh. And in 1971, an out-of-court settlement was reached. Huh. She does seem like kind of a woman that even, I mean, however old she would be in 1971, you still wouldn't want to piss her off. Yeah. Because she knows where all the guns are. <laughs> the strive for authenticity was so great that John Lee Hancock, the director of the movie, filmed Bonnie and Clyde's death scene at the actual spot where they were shot near Bienville Parish, Louisiana. See, again, I did not realize it was in Louisiana. I yeah. knew they were shot in a shootout, but... Yeah, I didn't... Yeah. I didn't. For some reason, I was thinking Bonnie and Clyde were in, like, Chicago. I, I never put it together that they were yeah. Midwest Texas, and, and yeah. traveled as much as they did. No. Yeah. The real-life Texas governor, Ma Ferguson, is famous for saying, if English was good enough for Jesus Christ, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Texas, y'all. There you go. I was about to say, and you could tell why she won the, the governorship. Yep. So Texas. Yep. There you go. All right. Uh Excuse me while I whip this out. Well, after reviewing the, the all of the videotapes, we have discovered that we have yet to do Kevin Costner as our top three. And if we have, we don't remember doing it. But the only other Kevin Costner movie we've done was The Untouchables. And we didn't do top three then because it was our fifth episode. Um, so we're doing Kevin Costner now. How about that? How about them apples? Um, Andrew. <laughs> all right. Uh, number three, a movie that I watched with my father-in-law back in 2006, or maybe 2007, somewhere in there, was The Guardian with Aston Kutcher. Yeah. Um, oh, that I haven't mo- seen that one. That mo- yeah, it's it's not, not a bad movie. Yeah, it's a Coast it's Guard. It's about a Coast Guard uh, guy. The, there's, I a, think, there's a... I think s- Kevin Costner uh, 
get to the end there, I think. Spoiler. Uh, spoiler. Uh, yeah, there's a psych connection in that, or also a West Seek. a West Wing uh, connection because Gus or Charlie oh, Sam, yeah. as you would know, Charlie. Him. Yeah, he's in that <clears throat> movie. He doesn't have a single speaking line, but he's in the movie. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then number two, uh, the Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, um, which unfortunately. But he didn't why is have a British accent. Uncle? Uh, but that's such a. I think that movie. It's looking back at it now. It's not really great. I mean, it's still good, but I think it hit me at the right time in my life that I'm, I was. You're you're preaching to the choir, dude. Seriously. Yeah. And Andrew, I had pneumonia and went to that movie. That was the first uh, DVD that I ever got i got it for christmas and i remember and i didn't have a dvd player the only way i could watch it was in my computer Mm. and um that would have been a nice computer to have a dvd player. oh it was yeah right yeah um and so uh i watched it i remember going to the christmas tree and i knew which one it was and i opened it took the dvd out wrapped it back put it back under the tree and opened it on Christmas morning with the DVD still in my computer. And my nice. parents never knew. Nice. Yeah. Dude, you're horrible. Uh, yeah, I know. And that DVD is so old that it's two-sided. It, uh, it's a long Half the movie, movie is on one side of the disc. It's like and the one other of the originals. Side. Yeah. Well, nice. I mean, the, the DVD... Okay, I don't want to be a nerd here, but this is my... You are. This is my world. Nerd, DVD so technology hasn't changed from day one. All of the discs can only hold 4.7 gigabytes of data per side. It's just because it's a long-ass movie. Yeah, um, but not that long. It's, there it's are two, versions it's I've two seen hours that are and, one-sided. It's two hours and 30-minute long movie. Well, two yeah, hours and 23 minutes. So That can all fit on one side. The only... Yeah. Well, you're right. So the only reason why it would be two-sided is if there was a bunch of bonus stuff that they put up the, on the disc on side one. Yeah. Well, I think they may have. If this may have been like the director's cut or something. Yeah, because I have I have seen the director's cut of this movie, and it's it actually makes the movie way better. Oh yeah, really? Oh, it much really better. does. Yeah. It it makes the sheriff seem way more evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually. You actually get more motivation. You understand more of his motivation than just he's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and it also, Sam, you ready for this? Spoiler? Ready for this? What? The crazy witch is his mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you don't you don't learn that in the yeah, theatrical. In the director's cut. Interesting. It's his mom. How come, how, a movie that I've, I've grown to love, I've never seen the expanded. Interesting. Yeah, you got to find it. You got to find it. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. All right, keep going, Andrew. Sorry, we, we got stuck there. That's okay. Sorry, I was waiting for my dishwasher to stop beeping. Um, <laughs> I Oh, there's another one. Oh, nope, there it goes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, number one, and... Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just taunting you now. <laughs> number one is uh, not an official movie, but... I'm going to count it as one. Okay. And that's the Hatfields and McCoys. That is really Oh, it a, yes. It was a yes. made-for-TV miniseries on, on History Channel, and it was phenomenal. Yeah. He's I've so watched it about three that. times. Yes, absolutely. Both him and our... Um, Bill Paxton. That's what, what the, one of the rare things I liked. Um, not Bill, Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill, Bill Paxton. Paxton. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 
that was great. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally agree. Sam. Yeah. All right. Um, you're going to yell at me for number three. No, I won't. It's one of. What's that? No, I won't. Oh, yeah, right. If you look at my um, list, no, I, I won't. Okay. <laughs> because um, this this movie, for some reason, I just it's a guilty pleasure for me, mm-hmm. and that is The Postman. Okay. Right? I got, Which is I got no problem with that. that I mean, yeah. It's Waterworld and, uh, in the, and, and in, on the Dances Desert. with Wolves kind of combined, I guess you could say. Mm. Only, only Dances with Wolves in the fact that it's dusty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number two was, of course, Robin Hood. And my number one is still, I still tear up at the end, Field of Dreams. Okay. That's fair. A quiz, quiz essential. Hey. You still <laughs> said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> a quintessential uh, movie about fatherhood. So I love it. I, I want there to be like an urban dictionary for your word. I like. I want to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the like for it. It literally means the quintessential uh, game show quiz. It's quintessential yeah. or something. Quintessential. <laughs> I love it. So. Um, no, look, my list is, is weird too. I do have uh, Robin Hood on there. I do like Robin Hood a lot. I, I mean, Alan Rickman is great in the, uh-huh. in, the in his role, and um, the friar is funny. I like the movie, and Morgan Freeman's great. Um, my number, so my number three actually though is Wyatt Earp. Um, I know people are gonna yell and say Tombstone's the better version. You're right, but Kevin Costner makes a better Wyatt Earp than. Um, I forgot. His name. Yeah, I but agree. Yes. Then yeah. uh, Val Kilmer. Not, no, the other guy. Same, uh, same, same movie. Yeah, sorry. I got Kurt Kurt Russell. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah Kurt Russell. Yeah. Um, Kevin Costner makes a better wider. He makes a good cowboy. I mean, as as evidenced by Hatfields and McCoys and Open Range. Yeah. And even this movie, to an extent, he makes a good cowboy. He just does. Yep. My number two is a guilty pleasure of mine. It's Waterworld. Yeah, I knew you were going to put that one on. I mean, I, I can't yell at fine. you for the postman if I'm going to have Waterworld on mine. I mean, yeah. that movie sucks. It's not a good movie. It's it's one of those movies where you look at it and go, so many things went wrong. I mean, they had like four different directors. Kevin Costner fired two of them or something like that. Yeah. Uh, he even had to direct some scenes on his own because they didn't have directors. Um, he pissed off the rest of the cast because... Um, or I pissed off the crew because the crew was in like these little shanties and huts near where the filming location was. And he was on some five-star hotel, you know, an hour away that they'd have to, you know, chopper him in. I mean, like <laughs> it, it, that movie's got a lot of problems. Yet for whatever reason, I like it. It's dumb. So anyway, and then my number one, I put Robin Hood. Cause again, I like that movie. Yeah. Um, and again, he, he's in a lot of other movies that I like. Also, I mean, I like him in, he's the, he's one of the better parts of Man of Steel um, and some of these other smaller parts. Sort of, except he's a really weird, don't show off your talents to the world type of dad in that. It's a a strange thing because literally like his earth dad is like, you need to not do that because the world doesn't understand you, but be a good guy. And then his space dad is like, yeah, son, here's a super suit. So, <laughs> a super suit. Yeah, that, that. Where is my super suit? We actually watched. Mr. Speaking Day. of uh, Incredibles suits, too. Yeah. so Sam, are you? Do you have a fear of an empty glass or a fear that John Cena will be covered in silicone? 
<laughs> it's the empty glass. Definitely okay. the empty okay. glass. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that a Game of Thrones reference? I don't get that. No, sinosicilophobia. Sinosilicophobia. There you go. Sinosilicophobia. What is that? It's the fear of an empty beer glass. Okay. That yeah. sounds fun. But the second definition is fear of John Cena wearing some <laughs> 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 All right. So... <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Wait, what's yeah. supposed to happen? Oh, thank you, Daniel Radcliffe. Not Daniel Craig. Uh, this is where we do our out of 10 for the movie. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. Like I said, I really enjoyed it. And I love historical movies based in history, whether they're true or not. I, I like uh, historical films. I was, like you said, drawn in. And I, it kept my attention the whole time. The dialogue was great. The acting was great. <clears throat> I love how they kept the, uh, kept us from seeing the Bonnie and Clyde character to the end. I mean, it just, everything about it just kept me, uh, it kept my attention. So, uh, I'm going to give it a, uh, yeah, let's go to eight, 8.1. All right. Nice. Interesting. Uh, Sam Wise. I, I enjoyed it, um, but maybe not as much as you guys. Uh, I would, I don't think I'd recommend it, but it is something that is at least was interesting to me and it kept me up, kept me uh, watching. So I'm going to probably say a good 7.18 uh, out of 10. Okay. So decent. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I would definitely recommend it. Even at 7, I think you would, you would recommend a movie at 7. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, you know, well, like, someone had Netflix, I'd say, hey, you know, uh, the, this one was pretty good. Well, so. yeah, and especially if you knew someone that liked even history, right? Yeah. You know, like, um, and I could see you saying to your father-in-law, like, hey, you might like this movie. Go, go sit two and a half hours somewhere else and watch this movie. Ooh, that's an um, idea. <laughs> I can say that because I know your wife doesn't listen to the show. Um <laughs> I like this movie a lot. I really did. It it just it, it it hit me in all the right feels for whatever reason. It it just it did what it needed to do. So I'm giving it an eight point five, and that makes the math nice. work really great. I really like this movie, and not only have I recommended it, or will recommend it, but I already have to my in laws. Um, oh, which, nice! Because I I like this movie a lot. Um, so you there would. you go. I, yeah, I would and did and do. <laughs> Not sure what that means. Um, <laughs> uh, that's it. That's our show for that movie. Yeah, folks. Uh, for the Highwaymen. The Highwaymen. Oh, what did I just get? Oh, yeah, my, my power the supply. Cat. No, I wasn't the cat that time. I don't know where she went. She went somewhere else, which is good. Um, next week, we're doing something completely different. We're doing... Uh, we, we've done... We did a little slapstick last week in GoldenEye, and this week I wanted to do something a little different, so we did The Highwaymen. Now we're going back to kind of dumb. Uh, I've seen this movie once, and I remember thinking that it was kind of interesting and also kind of dumb. So we're going to do next week, we're doing Legion, not the cool FX series about X-Men. We're doing the 
The world is ending. God promised not to send a flood, so he's going to send zombies. Or whatever. Wait, didn't we already watch this one? Oh, crap. I thought we did, already watched it a did, long time ago. Did we do Leo? Yeah. I feel like I've seen it before. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know if I watched it with you guys. Oh, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I've, I've seen it, but I don't know if I saw it for the podcast or not. Logan? Um, I'm looking for any lethal weapon. Uh, I'm going to feel real dumb if we've done it. Uh, Last Action Hero? Mm, no. Okay. No, we've not done well, maybe. it. Maybe. Honestly, it might have been on the list and then got pulled. Oh, uh, that, okay. That, maybe that's that's, what that's it was. actually probably yeah. very real. Because um, yeah. this, this definitely seems like a movie I would throw on the list as being something really dumb to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we haven't done it. Okay, cool. So yeah, the Legion is next. Yeah, week. I'm 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 excited. Nothing like a good zombie. Yeah, film. it's got uh, you got Jarvis in this. There's a bunch yeah. of there's a bunch of Marvel comic book uh, references throughout this whole thing. Uh, good gracious. Yeah. Um, and um, and um, also Adrian Pilecki, who is on the Orville right now. Um, you know who who? Well, I'll just say it. Hubba hubba. Um, <laughs> so yeah, next week's Legion. Um, <laughs> Cool. That's our show. Gosh, thank you for listening. Um, again, sorry for the delay. It's just the way it is. It's our spring break yeah. for, for a couple of us. And just you know, and it's hard for me to uh, to get things when the kids are around. Yeah, so I, it's fine. This That's one fine. probably was not one to watch in front of the kids. So. Well, no, and Legion definitely won't be. Because um, no. I know that there's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of death and things in that. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, in the meantime, go to our website, which at some point will be updated because Sam just physically can't right now. Uh, it's just not his, not his fault. It's just a thing. Um, you can uh, like us, uh, leave us review, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, um, iHeartRadio. Uh, where, where else are we? We're on Stitcher. There's other places we are. I can't remember where they all are. We're on all the places. Street corners. Use any way that you get your podcast. Leave us a review there. <laughs> um, iTunes and Google Play are kind of the best, though. Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews is that. And at Cheap Seat Cast is our Twitter account. If you send us a message, I will talk to you. I spoke to one of our listeners this past week. Had a little chat. They were having some personal stuff. And I was like, hey, sorry. Um, and so we chatted for a minute. And so, yeah, feel free to do that because I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, and, of course, you can leave us um, if you want us to review a movie. If there's something that you're like, you know what? I want these three idiots' opinion on my favorite movie, whatever. And we'll, we'll do it. And, yeah. and then you can get mad at us if we didn't like it, and that's fine. Or you might say, hey, look, they, I, I like what they have to say. Oh, and by the way, the Easter Bunny brought me the director's edition special deluxe Blu-ray of Willow. Ooh, nice. I'm excited for that. So I'm going to watch that real soon. Um, and, of course, you can send emails if you are so inclined to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. So on behalf of Andrew and Sam, Sam's broken foot, and Andrew's dishwasher, this is Sean's thing. Thank you for listening, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. <laughs>